I'm Scott Blakeman getting through this in Manhattan. And I'm Tom Saunders in Los Angeles. My wife, back from India, and my brother Nick decided we would reunite after a year and uh, meet at the Huntington Gardens. Now, we've been away uh, separate from each other for, a, for about a year, right, with the, uh, under the pandemic. And we are reuniting in the vast wonderland of plants and libraries and art museums and a mansion and gardens of many lands, making it the pride of Pasadena, even though it's actually in neighboring San Marino. Once, the Huntington Gardens was an estate where lived a fabulously wealthy railroad magnate. Now it is a spectacular 207-acre nonprofit garden museum campus for all to enjoy by reservation at a cost of $28 per adult, $21 for seniors. We were only able to score a reservation for this Monday at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Scotty, that's the very time we are scheduled to do this podcast. Oh, what? I can't believe it. This was troubling, deeply troubling. Of course, a reunion of loved ones after more than a year of separation in a beautiful setting dear to our hearts would be a, well, be a once-in-a-lifetime experience. But, but the podcast, getting through this is not just a vitally important podcast of record in an otherwise comically crowded field of podcasts. It's become the centerpiece of my life. But there was no other solution. It had to be postponed. The podcast had to be postponed to 5 o'clock, 8 o'clock New York time. Well, we made it to the Huntington in time for our 1 o'clock reservation. It felt weird at first, like I was playing hooky on the podcast, and perhaps a podcast truant officer might leap out from behind a Japanese maple and drag me off to, a, to do the podcast. But that fear soon subsided, but to be replaced by the ticking clock, my brother and wife were loving the Huntington and wanted to linger in the new Chinese garden, and then the similarly otherworldly Japanese garden, and then there was the Rose Garden. Would we get out of there in time for me to get back to the studio and finally begin our already postponed podcast? Well, Tommy, little did you know that your seemingly innocent visit to the Huntington Gardens would soon become a thriller of Hitchcockian proportions. The film opens on a light, lively, and colorful note as the giggling threesome of Tommy, his wife, and brother skip merrily, and in the case of Cece and Nick deliberately through the vast expanse of gardens and flowers. The music has a light and free mood until Tommy looks at his watch, which we see in a close-up, and the classic dun-da-dum beat comes in. Then a quick extreme close-up in black and white to Tommy's worried eyes, which is all you can see due to his mask. It is 1.30 p.m. Pacific time when we usually begin this podcast. Cece and Nick Assure Tommy, oh yeah, 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 we'll be we'll be ready to leave soon. Cut to a super that reads two hours later. Cece and Nick are still strolling in a relaxed manner through the gardens, and you, Tommy, are shown pacing nervously. And the question is, will Tommy make it back home in time to do the podcast before it's too late for Scott, who lives three hours ahead in New York? Scotty, the weather the weather was perfect, with even a slight breeze. But there was sweat dripping down my face. We had budgeted time to leave, so I, well, I might get just as you say, might get back to my home to meet our extended five, extended, I say to you, five o'clock deadline. Ah, but Pasadena's on the other side of the urban sprawl that is L.A. Yeah, it's a 45-minute drive at best, but we were nearing peak rush hour. 
I struggled to remain calm as I watched Nick and Cincy linger among the roses. Those roses are enormous. Smelling each one took longer than usual. But I had to keep it together. I had to keep smiling. It wouldn't do to seem impatient. It would spoil the whole day for Nick and Cece. My eyes lifted from the roses to the Huntington mansion next to them, closed due to the COVID, but inside I knew from earlier uh, uh, tours that it is furnished in a way to make you feel like a railroad magnet. Now, I thought if I were Henry Edwards Huntington and this was 1918, I would be home right now. I could do the podcast simply by ambling into one of the elegant outbuildings and record the podcast on wax cylinders to be shipped to individual listeners in large wooden crates. Ah, but who am I kidding? I'm stuck in 2021, and I have to face the fact that I'm, well, I'm no railroad magnate. Truth is, I'm not even a podcast magnet. Not yet, at least. Such thoughts were only momentary distractions from hearing Nick and Cece rhapsodize about the lovely smells while seconds ticked away. Well, Tommy, hearing this story, and of course, I initially pegged it as a, as a Hitchcock film of two hours, but really, it could be a series along the lines of 24, and we see the clock ticking and knowing that, well, the deadline at the very out least would be midnight New York time, because then it's another day, yeah. but it, it, it literally, we wouldn't know, and you didn't know, and you again, as you say, you can't just say, can we please leave, so it's just the nightmare because in your mind, you keep saying, well, how long could it possibly be? You know, they'll look, they'll take their time and, and, and seeing the time slip away. And, and, uh, and they had no place to go. See, that's the thing. Yeah. Right. I, and they did I, know roughly about the podcast, but I guess not. They, well, they knew about it, but it, it, you know, push comes to shove when it comes down to the last few minutes, they, 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 they don't mind lingering because it's not their podcast. They knew, they knew Scotty, I made it clear, but they wanted to stop and smell the roses. I mean, yeah. it was classic um, uh, a, a con uh, um, paradox, the classic conflict between rushing to pursue a career and stopping to smell the roses, Scotty. It was well, literally and, stopping to smell the roses. Well, and it, and it is a metaphor, and I know you, Tommy, so well that in normal times and in other situations, you would indeed be imploring people to stop and smell the roses. But in this case, stopping and smelling all of those roses, you wouldn't be back for another week or two. And may I just add, too, I got a flash of casting news. Again, Hitchcock is one way to go, but I also see it and in, a, in a mode that we love very much and talk about on this podcast. Well, Cece is Doris Day. Your brother Nick is Rock Hudson. And you are a very flustered Gig Young. <laughs> And you're dressed in finest 60s suitings as people would dress at the Huntington Gardens then. And you keep looking and watching going, yeah, so listen, when, how, when's it going to be? And oh, oh, and, and, and Doris is oblivious. Oh, my God, look at those flowers. And of course, don't send me. What was it? Didn't she have a movie like uh, Send Me No Flowers, I believe? Roses or Send Me No Flowers. Yeah, yeah so, which is not great grammar-wise. Oh, Send Me No Flowers. Yeah. Uh, send Me Zero Flowers would be probably... <laughs> No flowers should be sent at any cost. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, that was the original, but... the original title. And, they, and uh, yeah, you know, well, I, I'm. Uh, 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 it's very interesting, Scotty, because as I realize that I'm the guy on the wrong side of the stop and smell the flowers cliche. Right? Yeah. The guy looking at his watch. Okay, let's go. Come on. 
you know, I never wanted to be that guy, you know, the, the, the hurry up. Uh, I'm not enjoying this as much as you are. So I want it. I want to keep moving on. No, I never want to be that guy, Scotty, but I, and I wasn't that guy. I never, as far as they knew, I was lingering happily and enjoying the roses along with them. I wasn't sniffing him. I was talking to you on the phone. And yes, him. yes. Well, but I know your voice was very excited and in a nervous way, and, but it couldn't disguise your pleasant demeanor, couldn't disguise the pounding heartbeat uh, inside. And then we got closer and closer to more deadlines, past deadlines. When, and as you say, Tommy, L.A. traffic on a normal day is, is so unpredictable and having to deal with that. This was right around five o'clock traffic for, well, four, four thirty or something like that. But we did it, Scotty. We, we did the podcast yesterday and, and, uh, but it leaves me still, uh, uh, shaken actually. And makes me realize maybe there are times when you shouldn't stop and smell the roses. Now, for, for, for example, perhaps, uh, uh, th- this was a um, podcast, and it could happen that on this podcast could be a life or death, uh, as they say, existentially important podcast. There, it, we haven't had one of those yet, but there, it, it, I can easily imagine how getting uh, us doing uh, a, a uh, version of, you know, an episode of getting through this could, you know, a small country's could be in the balance. Well, many times we do come up with life-saving suggestions and thoughts. Uh, and right. That could have been one of them. Uh, and we normally do get it out, as you said earlier, at uh, 1.30 Pacific. And it is usually uploaded for the, the public uh, somewhere around by certainly by 2.30. So here we're talking about three and a half hours later. This is almost unprecedented. Nine o'clock New York time. One wonders how am I even up? Well, the truth is I had my sleep hat. And uh, you know, a robe and and a pullover, uh, nighty. But still, <laughs> uh, I managed to stay up and get through it. Holding a candle on. Holding a the candle. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, and, and don't think we. I, I didn't have that image in, in your head. As you're like yawning and stretching, looking at your watch, how long would you be able to stay up? The seconds ticked in, in New York just as they tick in L.A. But yeah. Three hours later. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was it, 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 it was, uh, you know, it, it, it was probably one of the most uh, uh, it was if only there were some running, you could make it. You could have made it into a Steve McQueen movie. But oh, I think this setting is. And, and yeah. Well, I have a car. Stuff. You'd hate to see a car do a chase on the pristine gardens and ruin the no, flowers. That's, but that's definitely the only thing. on the 101. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, which was packed so the car would have to drive on top of other cars i've never seen that by the way a car just driving on top of other cars in an effort to get to a podcast i mean that's the other thing i uh, um I, I guess we can i stayed in the limit i did i didn't exceed the speed limit i i didn't drive on top of other cars to get to the podcast and i wonder now scotty i wonder and i i, I didn't stop and smell the roses so that was good and, but but i didn't go the extra mile as they say and drive on top of cars to get back to the podcast studio in time to do the podcast. Well, uh, two things. One, I think that you're well within your means not to have stopped and smelled the roses then, because first of all, it's a nice expression. No one's against stopping and smelling the roses, but what they don't tell you is how long do you have to stop? That's right. How much smelling do you have to do? Hey. And we're all in favor of, let me just stop for a second. Hmm, it smells good. All right, now let's get to work. You know, or 
spend two, three hours doing it, but this was, uh, how many hours did you wind up? Uh, well, I, I, actually, in the whole, uh, of the whole thing was probably, <laughs> including eating a, 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 um, a sandwich at one of the, the only eatery that was open, probably it was about an hour and a half, not even two hours. But that last, that rose garden, if you want to stop and smell the roses, that, I agree with you, Sky. There's the, that rose garden at the Huntington is, is very large, and the roses themselves are enormous, some of them. So yeah. it's, uh, it could take a real rose smeller like my brother or Cece uh, as, 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 um, maybe 15 minutes per rose. Wow. And again, you don't want to seem like, again, uh, a non-stop smeller of the roses. But, I, of course, you could have played it over the top if you'd like to. It could be like, uh, uh, okay, we're going to check out this section. No, not that section. What, what do you, no, I mean, yes, yes, that, that section. You, know, you do the kind of thing. And what, what, what do you mean? I mean, no, no. I thought there was another section first. Of course, yes. Uh, it could and, just keep them away from the rose section. Yeah, but I, I see it. You know, again, it's, it's natural to go Hitchcockian, but I want it to be more madcap That's comedy. Madcap, where I just keep trying to make them. The problem is they sniffed other plants, too. They were way into yeah. smelling flowers, looking at them, talking at them, admiring them. They want to see all of them. They get flowers in a way I don't. Okay, I admit it. Yeah, but, but you get you get it for a certain period of time. and a uh, period of time, but I can't just... I, I, the, 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 the intense sniffing of a single rose, uh, no, I, I can't do that. And, and also, what about if you're, if you're running away from a volcano, i.e., yeah. and then you stop and sniff the roses, and then somebody behind you trips over you, and then you, get, you both get covered with lava. Oh, yeah. No, that's what they always say. I mean, a lot of people don't bring it up because they want you to know this. They, this situa- they put it on the warning. Do not stop and smell the roses in the case of lava flow. Uh, and, and some people say, no, no, the purists, you know, no, no, no. There's always time to stop and smell the roses. And I will say boldly, no, there are some times where you can glance at the roses and keep running. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no excuse not to glance at the roses. But yeah. I mean, if you just shoot them completely or mock them or dismiss them, oh, those stupid roses, get out of here. No, no, that's not appropriate. But acknowledge them for a second and then you're on your way. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, uh, well, that's a, that's a good, uh, some guidelines for, uh, in, because we don't have any guidelines. Everybody just says, oh, why don't you just stop and smell the road? And it's always sort of accusing uh, uh, somebody else of working too hard and being so focused on their their career or something like that. And they yeah, don't yeah. Well, that's a great invention you just came up with, Tommy, the whole notion of, well, we talk about expression so often on the show, but the thing is, people come up with the expression, they use it as much as they can. And that's it. But they don't break it down. Okay, yeah. how much time do you have to spend smelling well, roses? It I should think, be spelled out at least the parameters of it. You know, it's funny. Cliche court is a, is the one court where you can find yourself in it without realizing you were going to cliche court. We are yep. now in cliche court, and on trial is the is the uh, phrase "stop and smell the roses." And, and it all and, and more it, it, as we dig down into it in this podcast right now in real time, we are discovering some real issues with that particular expression. And it, it happened uh, because of, of, of what ha- happened yesterday where I was uh, and, and that is a real um, it's a real balancing act, too. I mean, it, it, th- what happened yesterday that that incident of the at the Huntington Gardens with me wanting to needing to worried about getting back to doing this podcast that we're doing right now yes uh, 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 versus 
stop and smell the roses. Well, as you say, this got to be a middle ground, got to be nuanced, because again, you are you are one of the stop and smell and roses I am. proponents, I, I like- as I am, and we were not one of these guys like oh, one of those days. Oh, work, work, work. No, no, you want to do that, but there has to be a limit. No one says the expression isn't stop and smell every single rose and flower within a five mile radius. <laughs> That may have been the original expression and didn't catch on, but but there's got to be limitations to any uh, expression. Yeah, don't just an expression isn't just don't only smell the roses and don't do anything else. That's not yeah. the expression either. So I mean, there's a lot of uh, so in that sense, stop and smell the the roses is a fine expression. But the idea that you have to do like if you're if you're uh, racing after somebody, hey, you dropped your keys. And then you see some roses and then you stop and sniff them. Meanwhile, the guy keeps going who didn't, you know, doesn't know that he dropped his keys. He's going to go all the way home to his house. Yeah. No keys. His dog's in there really unhappy. Oh, yeah. So there really has to be again. (laughs) Yeah. No, it has to be broken down. And again, it's not that simple. People are late. Look, frankly, people don't spend the time that we do looking at the expression. They just say it. Stop and smell the roses, and then they're off to their next expression. They still don't really know what it means. But we break it down, and we We approve of the sentiment, absolutely. But it's not practical in every situation or for any amount of time. You know, it's funny. This is not the first uh, – definitely it's not the first uh, getting through this podcast that deconstructs a a commonly used and yet commonly misunderstood cliché. It's also not the first time we've talked about flowers, which is interesting – Exactly. I was gonna. I was gonna bring that up too because uh, it probably. So, what are you guys talking about on the show? Probably one of the last things anybody would guess would be flowers. And if you said we've devoted two episodes to flowers, the first one uh, uh, about the response of women to flowers, about my adventures getting philodendron orchids for someone <laughs> I had never met at one hundred and sixty-five dollars in nineteen ninety-three dollars, uh, and we God. talked about it. And here we are in the ultimate flower discussion. In fact. What we're doing, Tommy, and this isn't what our intent, but flower, you know, aficionados uh, are, you know, all the flower groups on Facebook. They're now talking about this podcast. This is the place to be yeah. for flowers. Right. Now, I'm a little concerned about that only because now that we get this huge rush of people who are and, and, and the flower community is enormous. The plant oh, and very devoted to uh, there's something like 700,000 people visit the Huntington Gardens every year from all over the world. That the um, and and that number is only growing and growing. But there are people that are interested in like irises only, or you know that they very yeah, specialized flower people. Um, and uh, and and I think in both of these um, podcasts are 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 fascinating to me because they're not just about oh this flower is lovely, but this flower is hard to grow, but it's still very lovely. You know, it's not that kind of a podcast. It's actually the, the, uh, uh, looking at flowers from a different perspective which is in my case and i think a little bit in your case as well a certain yes we like we appreciate flowers but we're not gaga over them like some people like my brother and no and not at the expense of all else in life you know that's that's where we draw the line like for example on the upper west side here in manhattan they have a tulip festival sort of a community garden on 87th street and they you know small area they had lovely tulips and i perused it pretty thoroughly in about five to seven minutes. I mean, there was no <laughs> to linger and go, let me go back to that first set of tulips, see if there's a variation. And I took it in. I appreciated it. And yeah. uh, I'm glad it's there, especially in a midst of an urban jungle, as they say. But 
you know, I, I, if I spent three hours there, I think that would be an issue. Really. It, it would be excessive. And, yeah. and people, I mean, uh, but some people can do that. And, and my brother, Nick, uh, he, he, he knows flower. And I admire that. Cece admires that, too, that he knows trees and flo- names. And he's not show-offy. You know, you have to ask him, well, what's that? He never, you know, I mean, he's great company, but uh, at a flower place, but he's just better. He's just more interested in certain flowers and certain and talking about them and staying with them and hovering over them. And same with same with Cece. So are these people better than 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 we are? <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I guess, again, probably. And here's another question. That's another question in the midst of that. If you didn't have the podcast deadline, you know, Perhaps uh, that could have, you know, put a different spin on it. And maybe you could have asked, even asked your brother questions like, oh, really? So that flower, you know, but uh, here you probably well, didn't want to ask any question. question. I, I, I just want to point out that your question that you just, your imaginary question that I might ask my brother was, really? So that flower is really? And then you went on. That's the kind of question I would come up with, too. That's yeah. that's my fear, that I would come up with a sort of this super, uh, what I would call super vague. And, and you did it very well. You were, you know, and, and that's uh, uh, because um, really- I know nothing about- You know nothing about, we don't yeah. really want to know the answer. We're just trying to be nice and kind of be engaging and have fun with the flower. That's the thing, Do, should we learn? I mean, it, could guys like us learn to develop a, a, an affinity toward flowers? And would it help us in any other uh part of our life well certainly i would say if you were uh you know i'm just a hypothetical position situation of a romantic rendezvous with a woman certainly and a woman's going oh i love these smell them you would probably spend a week there probably you know you wouldn't be going all right yeah but there's a good lunch place i want to go to down no so i think it's the situation but again we have to really clarify we love flowers we love all of it this is a question of proportionality it is proportionality and and, and also a question of love too i mean yeah. love is that word that that sort of fits you know it has to do so many things it's it's one of the most overworked words in the english language and in this case i wonder do i I like flowers. I do like flowers. Sometimes for a while I was taking close-up pictures of flowers in my neighborhood because a lot of people grow them in their front yards and interesting California. I get it. I get it. But even talking about it, Scotty, uh, to me, the more fascinating part of this conversation, and it is very interesting, is the the dichotomy, the, the, the chasm between the guy who's kind of you know going through the most, and you're right, Scotty, it was a very interesting point. If take the podcast time limit out of this equation and if i'm just there and i have been uh, you know where i've had the whole day i could i i i have enjoyed that i probably would have got, seen more more things in the because uh, the, 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 we didn't there was, we only saw about a third of what the Huntington gardens is there's wow. a massive area that's all australia the massive area that's all desert plants mass we saw these um, st- astonishing Chinese garden and the Japanese garden. Really and that's only a open. third. That's amazing. It sounds like a, but now the difference is too, like, yeah, this happens to me in museums. Like I love to go to museums. I'm interested, but I'm usually, if I'm with somebody else, I'm, I'm way ahead of them. as they Yes. Say. And I'm that's looking back. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like I'm what a stupid place. No, I look at it. I take it in, but I look back and there are three rooms back. And, <laughs> and then you go, what do you do? You can't backtrack as people look at you. He's going the wrong way. You know? Stop it. especially these days you know he's not following the arrow 
you know, so uh, it's very unsettling. Then you really, maybe the ultimate, now I, you said earlier, fascinating question that the philosophers in our audience want, are they better, or Nick and Cece, better people for wanting to linger? And I don't, I wouldn't put it that way. I think different, but not better. Wow, that's interesting, Scotty. Yeah. Uh, a, a better word would be different than yeah. better. Uh, 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 and we celebrate yeah. our differences. That's why we celebrate yeah. our differences. And, uh, uh, the, uh, and, and by the way, I, I completely agree. And, and I ask that question in, in, a, in the most hypothetical or, or, or rhetorical manner. Um, but I will, uh, because flower sniffers may actually look that, they do sort of tend to, hey, well, you know, look at these, all these people working, going after the, the almighty dollar. Why don't they stop and sniff the roses? There's this attitude from that and, and with that expression. Yeah, no, sure. And, you, uh, and even with other things, like I was, I was in the Central Park today and there was a bunch of people lining up. And I believe it was this famous snowy owl that was written up in the Times a while back that was around then got scared away. And I could have added one of the nice moments. That's the only time you could really talk to a New Yorker. You know, you don't know without feeling unease. I could have said, and I didn't. Well, what is the everyone looking at? But then I might have gotten the, you know, bird scholars who would say, you don't know what that is. And then, you know, that embarrassment. Would that's, that, you know, uh, that's what, what's kept me from looking at a, you know, when I see a crowd of people looking up, I, I fear the bird scholars who will scorn that, you know, <laughs> ask, well, how could you even ask? Obviously, it's a snowy egret. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, how could you even? Yeah, uh, um, Scotty, I, I think what was good is that you 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 hung out there and and you saw a crowd looking up at something, and you didn't run away. You didn't walk away. You know, out of fear of the of the uh, bird experts. Who no, no. What I did do, knowledge, and what I did do was the middle ground, which is what I recommend. Again, I love the sight of people looking at a bird taking pictures. That's great. Now. And I was meeting a friend, but even if I wasn't, did I need to sit, stand there for another hour? No. I saw the snowy owl. That's what it was. I acknowledged it. I appreciated the whole scene. And then I moved on. Yeah. And that is true. And by the way, it is absolutely the, the thing about the arrows and you have to walk yeah. in one direction. You can't go back. That's true at the Huntington, too. They oh. have arrows. You know, you're supposed to walk down this path. And it's so enormous that it's really hard to do that. But now, it, these uh, uh, more pandemic-related ones, or they've always had those arrows? No, pandemic. Utterly uh. pandemic. But, but in the case of, 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 of museums and, so, and, and, and all of these types of things where you're with some people and you're going to some place that some things are interesting to some people and some things aren't, you know, or, or they have different, you know, people are... That's always going to be the case, it seems to me. Whenever you're trapped, you know, with a group of people, I mean, is it possible? Are you, you and I are the type of people who are always walking ahead of the rest of the people. And we've always yeah. taken it in, but we took it in faster. And now we've got to, you know, kind of wait for people to catch well, up. Yeah. It, it, well, it's like the people who. That's a, well, it's uh, I, well, it also, that also applies to crossing the street. Now, once in a while, I'm usually a, a pretty followed by the rules kind of guy. I mean, I yeah. will occasionally if there's no car in sight, but uh, I usually like to wait for that. And especially if, uh, this is true. If there's a little kid next to me with his mom waiting to cross, I don't care if there's a car, no cars within 10 mile radius. I will wait for the friendly walking man sign uh, just to set a good example for the youngster. 
Yeah. That, wow. uh, but but so that's what. But then then again, there are people, and I, I've been in this situation. You're with a friend, and it's you know you go okay, I, I can make it across, and so they make it across, and you haven't yet. So what was the point of them making it across? No, no, no. Wait for you anyway. So there's some kind of very philosophical thing in that. It really is a philosophical thing because it has to do with with uh, something in conflict. Our need to be on t- to to not be uh, slowed down by anything, and our need to have friendships and <laughs> social relationships, and 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 those and that. Yeah. Well, that 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 moment was really. Um... You know, because first of all, it defeats the purpose because you're uh, running ahead and then you have to wait anyway. So why don't you just wait with your friend uh, and, uh, you know, proceed uh, after that? So it really is, uh, you know, a fascinating tale. And whether it's in, you know, gardens, the Huntington Gardens or in uh, museums. We we talk about that statue. Then I hear, hear about you. You know, and I wonder, could there be a statue of you? And I, I, we haven't talked about statues in a, in a while, so I don't mind bringing this up. But, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a man doesn't have to look exactly like you, but you're waiting at this thing and there's a young lad and it's nothing creepy about it. You're not like just, you know, you're just standing there waiting to look to see the, you know, for the light to change. And maybe the plaque says, this is not at all creepy. It's a man waiting to let a uh, 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 waiting for the light to change and set a good example for a young lad. What do yeah, you think? well, that's Except for a, maybe we don't need that. This is not creepy part. Yeah, just maybe just to say this is setting a good example. And there may be some the snarky ones will say, I don't know, I think that looks kind of creepy. But you, <laughs> we don't have to put creepy on the plaque. You don't have to say this is not creepy because it's, yeah. it's never gonna. It's never gonna. It's never gonna really. You know, when people see that, they don't go, oh, yeah, it's pretty fun. They'll right say, well, why, why is it not creepy? And they'll start, you know, it'll put that in. Yeah, you're right. Let's put yeah. the word creepy off. Well, especially these days, people are quick to apply creepy to almost everything. Everything. Absolutely everything. So let's I, not give them even a, a clue, you know. That, right. <laughs> don't even put it into their mind. In general, and this is good for anybody who is a plaque writer. Have you ever met anybody who made plaques no I, I would love to meet now we discussed you brought this up the other day that the one thing we don't like we love plaques but the ones that commemorate when the plaque was made yeah that is the most uh, <laughs> confusing and, and often in big letters of when the plaque was installed I mean, hundreds you know decades many decades later 1973 abraham d being mayor you know That's and right. I'm glad they put it up in the buildings from 1760s yeah Absolutely uh, uh, true, though. The people, you know, you can't make this stuff up, Scotty, but it's absolutely no. true. Uh, and actually, it's not true that you can't make this stuff. That's another cliche that needs to go yeah. to the court because you know if you can't, whether I can or can't make something like Exactly. This it's a very personal judgment, and you can make anything up. I mean, yeah. maybe not in that moment, but it sounds like, was that ever a popular 50s show? It just no. seems like... It's, no, it's it time for you can't make this up. All right, you can't make this up. <laughs> and then, you know, there's people sitting in wool coats applauding quickly and, you know, 24 frames per se, whatever it was then. And, uh, but we, we retroactively make shows that yeah, you can't no, no. make this up. You can't make this up. And, yeah. then, and then basically challenging people to not make something up or challenge, 
I mean, I don't know how it works, but I, I love the concept. Yeah. It's, it's, I love the elevator pitch. Yeah. Well, it had in black and white and just to have the announcer right. and do the live right. commercials. And, right. You know. And it proves how you cannot. Make, but, uh, well, actually, that the game is, is we got 32 minutes. We're, you know, very close to, to you know, winding down here. But it just seems to me like there actually could be a game like that because basically you give them. Was this, you know, three things? Was this one of these was made up, and the other, I think they've had games like that, and the other two are real, or 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 vice versa, you know? Yeah. And, and, and that would be, but I think, uh, uh, you know, what's the real thing that you, you know, the real wacky fact, uh, as opposed to the ones that were made up? But I, I, I do think I'm glad that we've gotten to the point though on this podcast where we have. Let's just look back. I mean, we've we've dealt with the. Uh, with the stop and smell the roses. I don't know. Oh yeah. Well, it began, as you said, yes, it's a thriller of being at the Huntington gardens and then looking at your watch and will you ever get back to the podcast? And it was a few hours later, but you did. And we did it a a primetime episode, Uh, all of that. And then we went on to uh, discuss, well, uh, we do like to stop and smell the roses, but just not that long and not that much. And and not in every rose. Not every rose. Not every rose. No, no. And uh, and his expressions so about roses for too. Somebody yeah. else too. Don't just sniff up all this the the rose smell like that. No, exactly. About, but that that is something you should. Yeah, that's just being polite, you know. By by you ignoring a lot of roses, you're leaving the rose smell for others. That's that absolutely is true. It's kind of a gift, really, to other rose yeah. smellers. Yeah. So anyway, we covered that, and and also, but I think we really hit on a very interesting philosophical divide that between the the, the, the clock watchers. Hey, let's get get out of here, and we're not really clock watchers, uh, 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 but we 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 just can do museums and gardens faster than other people. Yeah, we're just we're yeah, we do other things too, and yeah, and the museums are usually way ahead, several rooms ahead, and then that that horrible backtrack where you have that sort of confused look, and uh, yeah, I'm just going yeah. back, people looking at you going. Is it, and I've, I've been through it before. I've looked at them. I almost feel like I have to tell them, oh, I looked at it. Uh, I looked at it. And yeah, or they I mock you for not looking at it enough. And, <laughs> and, and you never uh, are, uh, you, and you're never supposed to, you know, well, you just looked at it for five minutes, but that's a Picasso. Five <laughs> minutes is a mere nothingness. And by the way, you mentioned something about in 1992 dollars. We also yeah. talked about that. I want to quickly say, you know, we we are now spending twenty twenty one dollars right now, but we're not really appreciating the fact that hey, these are twenty twenty one dollars. Things yeah. are way cheaper than they're going to be, and we're going to look back and say, yeah, in those days, and that was twenty twenty one dollars. I say we uh, uh, appreciate it as if we, you know, uh, uh, do you know what I'm saying? Well, I agree. We appreciate the very bills and coins you have. I haven't even looked at a quarter. And in the longest time to see what the year and I remember as a very modest novice coin collector, like, oh, that's a 1970. If it says P, that's the Philadelphia Mint. Nobody oh, looks yeah, at that because nobody even has coins anymore. We, I think we oh. talked about this once earlier. I mean, especially during these times, no one wants cash, no cash, no cash. Right. And so I don't have coins. I, I hardly carry cash. But we, do, but, but we can say. Now, I mean, which we never did. Like you mentioned, nineteen ninety-two dollars that you spent on flowers—that was very expensive. Yeah, yeah, one sixty-five then. Yeah, dollars. Um, I'm, t- I'm saying this is something new that also happened in this podcast right now in real time. Let's, uh, w- you know, you, you look back. Oh God, that was nineteen ninety-two dollars. Those were worth more. 
Well, we're spending $2,021 right now, right? Yeah. I, we, we appreciate them like as if, you know, do you know what I'm saying? When yeah, they've appreciated since 19. Yeah, we could have had those same dollars in 1992. Right. So it wouldn't be worth as much. $21 and we think, oh, whatever, that's what, what we have now. But uh, 10, 50 years from now, people go back and that was $2021. Well, so we should appreciate that. We actually, you're like, holy crap, we're, we're richer than we thought. we Well, were. that's a great way to look at it as we, as we close for today. The fact that uh, we implore all of our listeners, go in, look at your wallet. If you have a $1, that is worth more than that dollar was in 1992. So, so you made money. Then that dollar will be a hundred, uh, 10 years from now. Yeah. Right? So, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, it's a great way to end, Tommy, on a note of hope uh, for our uh, currency. And uh, for now, I remain... $2,021. I mean, it's, a, it's super amazing. Well, we should appreciate that, and I'm so glad you brought that up. And I remain sincerely yours, Scott Blakeman. I'm always going to be Tom Saunders, and we'll get into this.